0: All right guys, before this episode I just want to share an exciting new book with you guys. It is called Descent, a charity romance anthology just came out September 6th of 2022. And this is a um, special anthology that's been put together by over 150 authors of all romance genres. And it is a charity. All proceeds from the e-book and paperbacks will be donated to organizations benefiting reproductive rights in the United States, particularly in areas where people need them more than ever. So it's only going to be available for a really limited time. Get your you know, e-version or your paperback version. It's going to be a real fun reading again, over 150 authors of romance. And none of these stories have been published before all new never before published content from some of your favorite authors. Ones that we've highlighted from our podcast include Adie award, Kim Lorraine, and Patricia Eddy, just to name a few of the authors part of this anthology. So everyone out there who's frustrated with the way things are going right now and want to find a way to help, this is one way to read some fun, sexy books and make sure that the money that you pay for that book is going towards charities that need them to help keep fighting for all of our rights here in America. Shh, We're reading dirty books.
1: Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylette. And this is Kalina. And we're a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're back for episode 118. 118. Dude, that was actually sort of like professional sounding. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a couple years to get there, it's but we're there. five, five and a half years. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: I'm exhausted because I cut a whole tree down today with a handsaw. So you know, Uh, if I'm a little less energetic than normal, that's why. I just wanna go take a nap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That is crazy. Well, this is a short book, so I think Oh yeah, I think we can do a
0: great thing. So hey, I'm gonna give you a
1: quickie. Yeah. Book or movie? Oh shit balls. Shit balls. Uh this one's hot. (laughs) I think in my heart of hearts I want to say books but I think on the surface I want to say movies because I I think the prime example is Harry Potter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. well, for me there's many, many prime examples out there Lord of the Rings and all sorts of stuff but I think a big part of like with Harry Potter obviously I love reading the books I love listening to the books but I also love watching the movies mm-hmm. and like uh, I I love watching the characters and I love watching the actors and stuff but I I don't like that they take out a lot of the pieces that you have a personal connection to to the book mm-hmm. um, that don't that aren't portrayed within the, the storyline of the movies so that's really hard so I think I would prefer books over movies but I also still really enjoy the movies
0: yeah and I think it definitely depends on the books there are some that naturally adapt better like Mm -hmm. lord of the rings i tried for probably different different times not like a whole 10 years but over the course of 10 years maybe four or five times to read the fucking lord of the rings books because my parents love them they love tolkien and they were like you have to read tolkien you have to read tolkien and i'm sorry that book is hard as fuck because it is boring (laughs) (laughs) it is super descriptive and tiresome um Mm -hmm. Obviously, it gets exciting. It really does. I get that. And everyone's going to yell at me. But as soon as the first movie came out and I had actual, you know, I've I've talked about this before. If an author's too descriptive, I get bogged down trying to put exactly that image into my brain and I can't do it. But once a movie has come out about it, like for especially an epic book like Lord of the Rings, that first movie, I was like, this is what the world looks like. I got it now. And I went back and I read all three of those fucking books in like a week. Because Uh i had the image now, and I could just, like, skim his descriptive bullshit. I'd be like, it's a tree, it's a tree, it's a tree. I don't give a fuck. It's a fucking tree. Uh (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I already – I was like, all right, I know what this looks like. I've seen the hobbits. I've seen – you know all of the Legolas and Aragon and you know I've seen them and so that did make it a lot easier and I read those books super fast and I enjoyed them and then I finished the movies, so I think they work very well in tandem okay there's other things that have been completely let down by the film when they get too far away from the actual narrative of the story I think yeah those yeah, are the yeah. ones that people get really pissy about and are like this is nothing like the book <laughs> um, and yeah there's something to be said when that happens and that can be tough I Like right now, in our genre—not paranormal romance, but just in the romance genre—the Bridgerton series is really popular. Yeah, yeah. Two of the seasons have come out on Netflix, and people who are diehard book people are pissed, especially about the second book because it is nothing like the book. Yeah. And I've read them both. Now I didn't read them. I didn't haven't read all of the Bridgerton books, and I haven't read them before the first uh, series came out. So I've watched the series season one and i read book one mm-hmm. and then i waited and i was like you know what i'm gonna read book two right before season two comes out and i'll see if i like it that way because i really loved it the other way it didn't bother me at all to have seen the series and then also or read okay. the book so before season two came out i read all of book two which i don't remember viscount something something i don't know
1: <laughs> the viscount who loved me <laughs>
0: I don't fucking know. Uh, and then I watched the series and they are very different. And I realized as I was reading the book, well, of course, it's going to be different because at its very core, that second book is the first book over again. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's okay. It's two people who, aren't pre- who pretend to not like each I mean, it isn't the fake dating trope, which was in the first book, but it is the forced engagement, forced marriage trope. Yes, yes. And then they figure out how to love each other. And they... You can't do that again. You just did it in the first scene. Like for TV, for TV, you cannot do that again. But readers, we're going to read the same fucking story over and over again. Oh, yeah. That's fine. But you can't do that for TV. They could not have it be the same. So they did a lot more with having, like, they progressed his relationship with the sister a lot. I mean, if anyone hasn't read these or hasn't watched these and you're upset, sorry, here's a bunch of spoiler shit. But... (laughs) Uh, The main, you know, Anthony, they they made him and the sister's relationship go a lot further, like all the way almost to marriage, Mm -hmm. before the secret love that they were obviously experiencing came out and kind of wrecked everything. And that was not in the book. Um, And I can see how that's hard. I mean, I was struggling watching it because I was like, but I don't want them to be upset at her. (laughs) You know, like all this (laughs) stuff. And anyway, it it works out. They did a really, I think they did a beautiful job of changing Mm -hmm. it to make it a different series or like a different season than the first season, but still keeping the characters and the relationships Similar, yeah, and I and it's just beautiful what they're doing with costuming and uh, diversity and casting, yes, and, and just they're making them gorgeous. I love these series. I so, love them too. Is it the book? No, is it good? And does it kind of hold to the story at least enough that yeah, it does. It's yeah, starting yeah. there, you know, and like for the third season they're jumping a whole book. They're jumping right into book four, I think. Oh, really? They're doing them out of order, yeah. Oh
1: because okay. they've been kind of
0: pre- you know I won't say anything about that because if you want to you can go read the article <laughs> I
1: was going to say it's it's already sort of out there Well they, mean... they're going to
0: do Colin and Penelope Yeah they're going to do
1: Colin and Pen
0: and that happens it just doesn't happen till book 4. Book 3 is Benedict.
1: Oh um, but okay. they
0: haven't been they haven't been foreshadowing any Benedict in the first no. two seasons so we don't have anywhere to go with that but they've been foreshadowing Colin and Pen so I think they need to get that
1: to but just anyway. get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. No, I I feel I I feel the same way about that and I think I have for me as far as Bridgerton goes I have watched the series. I haven't even read any of the books. I started the second book and I'm actually having a hard time following the book because I loved watching the show. Yeah. And that's like one of my, I've already seen it like three or four times oh, over yeah. and over. We I watch fucking... it and just cry for like yeah. eight hours straight and I then be just... like, well, that was fun. I just love it. I think more than anything, I just love how colorful that show <gasps> is. It's, it's beautiful. Just like, and not just like the costumes, but like the no, people no. and the, yeah, casting. the, the cast and it, I mean, just everything. I just love the representation that they've got and there the trend
0: to just cast whoever like make the cast diverse. so what if it was supposed to be you know like upper british society in the 1700s wasn't that diverse don't give a fuck just cast awesome actors and show let me show that you know let them show us what they've got as acting it's it's coming out like mr malcolm's list is coming out in july well okay this is september for you guys it just came out in july (laughs) and i'm super fucking stoked for that because that book is exciting and really good and they've done complete like diverse cast for it um and, I, yeah, I and then persuasion oh this is this also goes back to it when it comes to jane austen they're some of my favorite books i will mm-hmm. read them over and over i know them all like front and back all of the jane austen books but every single fucking times they do a jane austen version i will watch <laughs> any movie that does it at all i, I love it like i will yeah. watch it even like this summer, the big one was Fire Island, which is essentially Pride and Prejudice, but oh. gay men, completely oh. gay men, modern day Fire Island. It's just the obviously really? updated version of yeah. Pride and Prejudice, but it starts with, like, you know, the five, instead of sisters, the five guys who are friends and come together and, you mm-hmm. know, meet a version of Mr. Bingley, a version of Mr. Darcy, a, you know, kind of stuff. That is so cool. <laughs> it's lovely. It's so wonderful. And I, so, I think good books like Jane Austen, like any of them, they can lend themselves to free, like the freedom for people to take that story and like grow it. Mm-hmm, Especially mm-hmm. when they're older books and ones that we all know so well. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Like the Pride, of, like I said, the Persuasion one that's finally going to come out on Netflix in July. It's got a diverse cast. It's got um, Henry Golding. Is one of the cast.
1: Well, that's all I need. I know. I don't need anything else. Thanks. <laughs>
0: That's I all I fucking <laughs> need. Just Henry Golding I know. <laughs> now, he's not one of the nice characters, but I don't give a fuck. He's still a oh, hot character.
1: <laughs> he's still fucking hot. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's all to say. Yeah. I can't answer this question, even though I gave it to <laughs> you, because I like them all. Now, occasionally, like I said, there'll be a... I'm trying to think of one that was really disappointing. Sure. I think Vampire Academy, the books were... They're not great books, but they're fun books. And that movie was bonkers. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and it really and it never went further than the one so I think that's a disappointment like when they can't even complete a series they fucked up yeah 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 right especially a series that's kind of popular and you're like you can't even do another one of these did you do yeah or like (laughs) Crazy Rich Asians is one of the best ones, but there's two more books and they aren't I don't hear anything about them doing those and I don't understand why. That movie oh, that was great. Really
1: yeah. That was one of the great and
0: everyone loved it and it got a lot of money. So why aren't you making the other two <laughs> movies? Why aren't people listening? <laughs> What's <beneath>? happening? <laughs> All right. So now that we've done ten minutes about books and movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are we doing today? What are we reading? So, friends, we read Unclaimed by Adia Ward and this was a an eyeball book, so uh we got to enjoy that with the voices in our own head. And do you want to give us a quick Clitz notes as mm, best as you can?
0: Yeah, it's going to be short and I'm not going to try to get into too much details of the plot because I think the bulk of the plot kind of spans over this is going to be a four book series for her. And I don't know it all yet because we've only read the one.
1: That's right. (laughs) But you immediately <laughs> bought the other three
0: so well, that you can go. after away. my second reading, <laughs> we'll discuss the the path that this book yes, has taken yes. to get to this podcast. But yes. So it's Taryn. Uh, she is a lady. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so good today. You guys, I'm exhausted. I cut out a tree. Cut down a tree. Um, Anyway, we meet Taryn. She has no idea who she is. She has no memory. She's been stuck in some kind of nothing void for a while and then ends up on this frozen, frigid, Siberian, rocky beach, basically, (laughs) uh, surrounded by wolves and with glowing eyes and men who are all like weird and... (laughs) you know on this rocky beach she doesn't know who she is she's wearing like she has no shoes tattered jeans and a t-shirt it's frigid winter time she doesn't know who she is she barely knows her name and she's surrounded by wolves and, and a couple of guys who keep saying stuff like i'm gonna claim you for my pack and she's like what the <laughs> fuck is happening here so it turns out it's a prison island magical prison <laughs> island there's werewolves uh wolf shifters shifter creatures there's mm-hmm. magic there's gods there's goddesses there's all this shit she doesn't know it <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) She meets August and a wolf named Vasily. And he like kind of helps save her from those first guys. Takes her back to his cabin and is like kind of explaining that a ton. He doesn't want to tell her too much. He can't say. He knows who she is. She has a connection to them historically. To him and these other guys who all end up being the wolf guard. I can't just. Anyway, whatever. There's a lot here, guys. (laughs) There is. So it turns out there's a wolf guard. There's four of them. And I think they were her guard in the past. She has like multiple past lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were one or two or all of them were always her wolf guard and at different times there's this evil entity I think the Volkoffs who we don't know a lot about in this book but they seem to be very nasty and their goal seems to be controlling her and her power or killing her I'm not sure which she doesn't know who she is though it turns out she's very powerful she's probably a moon goddess we're not sure yet in this book not yet but over time then she meets Joachim and he's the priest on the island but she's like dude super hot yeah Uh, August is super hot so she starts immediately having some like naughty naughty thoughts about August (laughs) and Joaquim she keeps getting like uh, bad wolves keep coming around again like there's a lot of there's like a couple different wolf packs that are uh, outcasts on this island there's a nice town where the good people are allowed to live in this like the the political prisoners of this prison (laughs) versus the criminal prisoners of this prison right (laughs) and you know the wolf pack try to or the wolf guard try to protect the town and all the people in it She starts to be like, okay, why does everyone want to claim me? They explain this whole thing about mates and fated mates and and shifters. And she's like, well, it might be better if I'm just claimed so that they stop trying to kidnap me and take me away. (laughs) And then she asks August to claim her, and he's like, "No, I can't just do a fake mating. Like this has to be real, or I, yeah. you know, it won't work. And that means going all the way. It uh-huh. <laughs> means the full on <laughs> ritual the of everything. the claiming. Yes, the, you know, like in any of our
1: wolf books, all the of it, full,
0: like the biting, the marking, the claiming, the you know, the, the attachment,
1: wolf, the con- what is the, that w- when they the, knot, the latching, the knot, <laughs> the
0: knot, the, yes, the yeah, the, the knot on the dick that holds them in place for a long time. <laughs> anyway, so. She kind of is coming around. She's starting to trust her instincts a little bit because her her gut and her feelings are telling her that these, especially August and Joaquin, are important to her and that she knows them. And she's kind—they're of, kind of letting some sli- things slip too. And so she's like, "This is real. Like I think this is it." And she's and starting so- to
1: remember occasionally. Like flashes of memories come back to her. Yeah,
0: where she remembers a scene with one of them in her past life, where they are in love and mated and stuff like that. So she she ends up mating August Joaquin reject not rejects her, but he's he he has something in mind. He's kind of planning something. He's got this whole Machiavellian nature to him, where he's like, I gotta get all the. (laughs) She's gotta get a connection with all the other wolf guards first, and then he can make his connection with her. So because he's a priest, he's kind of being all standoffish about it but we get some sexy scenes with him anyway Uh, yeah and uh they meet they claim, they mark, whatever, and then she almost gets kidnapped. or no, she does. She and, does. Uh, her ex-husband named Peter tries to use her to escape the island somehow, and it doesn't work. And they all almost die. And then all of a sudden, like her memories come back, and she stands at the very end of the book and is just like, "No, <laughs> I am powerful. Yeah, pretty I much. I am no. powerful. <laughs> you stole my power, and I have it back." And and she's just like being very authoritative and dominating. she's hitting them
1: all in the face with a newspaper. <laughs> (laughs) you little wolves you belong to
0: me you know and she's very like it's very impressive i love the end of this book Mm -hmm. and that's the end because we got three more books to go through so yeah quick reads quick and i think more like of a long story chopped up over four
1: yeah i think it's really interesting how you and i pronounce Names, Because we do this a lot in a lot of our <laughs> books, especially the ones that, you know, that they're not, they're not telling us. Then we have to, f- you know, figure out the pronunciation on our own. Because I'm saying, in my head, I'm saying Vasily. And you're saying Vasily? <laughs> well, I think I studied Russian.
0: Oh. So these are yes. Russian. Well, Joachim is not. <laughs> but Vasily and Grigori are Russian. Oh. Okay. So I know a little bit enough just to pronounce those a
1: little bit like that. Well, then that's enough to convince me to change how <laughs> I have been saying it. That Okay, I didn't know that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. On well, to the next topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, though. It is. It, I mean, if, if you don't have a narrator, you got to, like, do your own yeah. shit. And that could be tricky. So, yeah. So we – this book came out last year – um i'm pretty sure i don't know
1: where i'm going Ooh, i think I'm later in the up. later part of last year i think i want to
0: say like yeah november or december yeah um let's see if i can do a quick figure on it oh uh july of 2021 so, so no
1: we don't know what we're talking about don't <laughs> listen to me All <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm the one who said later on in the
0: year <laughs> i felt like i read it during winter but maybe just because the book is in winter i thought it but maybe anyway that's like so we'll get to the sexy bits in a bit. That'll come a bit later. But what, kind of what drew me to wanting to make sure we did this book on the podcast was, you know, we're, we've are we we've done a uh, couple of 80 books before. We had her on. She's a local author, right? Yes, she's yes. a local author. Yes, we've local. been on her show. Yes. and yeah. we, So we've done some stuff with her. We really like her. We like her books. And I love she always writes curvy girl stories. Mm-hmm. Her her heroines are full figured and beautiful. Well, for this, this is, I think her first reverse heroine. Series and when she made the cover, um, she has a really gorgeous full figured woman who is Taryn, obviously, on the cover. Mm -hmm. And the first version was uh, more of a full bodied photo uh, of her and like the wolves kind of around her. And she noticed, and she put this up on Facebook and her, and some of her social media that once the book came out, it just wasn't selling at the same speed that her previous books had yeah. been selling at. And all, if you look at her covers, almost all of her other, like in the Dragon Shifter or Dragon series, they're all you know six pack dudes. Yes, I, I mean they're, they're not. I don't even think faces are on, it, on any of her covers. They're just literally body just shots pecs. of. of <laughs> Hex and chests and abs. (laughs) But she wanted to do something different with this, especially because it's the reverse harem. And it's really her story. And they're wolves for most part. Like instead of, you know, having the men around her, it's the wolves. But she was noticing that it wasn't selling. So she was kind of like she was doing advertising and stuff and putting in money into it. But she was also asking fellow authors and fellow readers, like, why is this book not selling? What's kind of going on? Can someone explain to me? You know, because she usually has a certain amount that sells within the beginning of a book. And mm-hmm. she just wasn't seeing the same numbers. And somebody, I think it was a fellow author, reached out and told her that, well, it's because you have a full-figured woman on the cover and they don't sell.
1: That's so And so gross. she put It's so
0: gross she put up a post and she was really you know just like just dis- yeah rightfully so yeah right, she, she
1: was feeling discouraged and and sad like as a just a regular person Yeah. That this would that be kind of is that a kind of way. Su- su- like, like that's a sucky thing. It's a slap thing. to the face. Yeah. Like people who
0: like reading this book who would read this story anyway don't want to s- read it if it has that on the cover. That sucks. Like that's yeah. still who the character is. It you is know? exactly who You just co- don't want to yeah. see it or something. So she kind of redid the cover and did a more close up like kind of shoulders up um, image of Taryn with the wolves in a little bit closer and I, I don't know if it started selling better or not. I feel like it maybe did. But she also posted about it and and mm-hmm. so i wanted to you know i immediately got it and in support of her and her books and also because we love a good reverse harem and i yeah. and we haven't read one with a full like a larger woman
1: on it then yeah, and we don't body shame we love no. everybody like we love them all. <laughs> it's just yeah i love them
0: so yeah, i got it and i read it right away and i loved it and, you know, I talked about we got to put it on the podcast and it was listed and we've just moved it around so many times because we keep getting, you know, other things keep coming up and this yeah. and that and that happens to us. We, we rearrange our schedule a lot, you guys.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> so insane.
0: Just because a book isn't on here yet doesn't mean we won't get to it eventually. Right, right. <laughs> but so we're really happy to be doing this book and I think it was super sexy. Did you think?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean... I, I actually appreciate having that cover on there because it gives me a little bit more of what Taryn looks like, you know, I can always picture whoever it is in my, my head and build my own character, which is what I think a lot of people do, but I appreciate the picture on there, and I don't know, I just, I can't I don't have that same mindset that other people do, where they look at a picture and they're like, no, I don't want to it's like, but if you're enjoying these books because of the romance and the stories and the characters then disregard what's on there but also, why are you such an asshole? <laughs> like (laughs) you know like i i get that everybody has their own perspectives and how they are what they're attracted to and what they want to read and stuff like that but why why does that deter you from buying a book and reading something that you know you're going to enjoy it's it's not even just i don't know i can't say forget about it and ignore the cover i don't want you to forget about the cover i want you to look at the cover and appreciate it is where i'm coming from Mm -hmm. you know so it's just like don't buy the book and then cover it up and just pretend like she's not a curvy woman she is who she is and that's the person you should be seeing in these books because they're described that way August loves her curves Halakim <laughs> loves her curves like they love every single bit of her and that is the yeah. character that eighty is building those are the ones that we should appreciate. Absolutely I love this story. I love it too I do like you know it, it's I don't care
0: honestly usually what's on the covers. Occasionally especially if I'm in a store I will pick up a book just because of its cover sure. and just buy it without reading anything about it and sometimes mm-hmm. that works out sometimes it doesn't Right. But I've never been turned off of a book for a cover. Like, no. Because at the end of the day, maybe your cover's not great, but it, that doesn't matter. If, if the whole book is relying on the cover, there's a problem with the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly like you need to write well too like there needs to be a a story there and so a cover even if I'm not in love with it won't make me not want to read a book you know right Exactly. so I don't I don't get it either I think it is a little bit discouraging I like to see so what she's done with the series because now all four of them are out so we really Mm want to encourage everyone you can go you can read all four now the fourth one just came out this summer and so the first three are still kind of those close in, you know, shoulders up shots with Taryn with the wolves and different like looking this way, looking that way, you know. Uh-huh. But by the fourth book, Aidy went back to her
1: guns and she yeah. put
0: the full image head to toe of, well, maybe not feet, but whatever.
1: <laughs> to, head, head to to Ankles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> of... Karen and you know this curvy yeah. uh, model who obviously there's a model behind this. It's, she's a, wo- a real mm-hmm. woman. She's a real. Um, it's not a, a cartoon or a how. drawing or anything. Yeah. it's a real. Mm-hmm. It's a real photo of a real woman. Gorgeous, yeah, super pretty. And it's the full full body shot again to just be yeah. like, you know what? Even if this didn't sell as well the first time, let's try it again. It's been you know a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe
0: people, especially by then, it's the fourth book. You if you're in it, you're in it, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. You're in it. You're in it. And I think that says a lot about the readers if they're just there for the covers and they're not really there for the story honestly.
0: That's true but it actually goes to a more relevant topic in romance world right now Ooh, which yes. is
1: yeah. in the whole
0: <laughs> idea of cover design. Yeah, There's a lot of debate about covers. Right now, there's a big push in the industry for dis- what's being called discrete covers. Yeah. So those are covers without even people at all on them, just like vines and flowers or stars and and just like geometric shapes and swirls mm-hmm. and like patterns basically, and then the and then the, the strong title like
1: no people. No, no people no at people.
0: all. And then there's a subset of a lot of more contemporary, honestly. Although some of them because like anyway I'm now saying too many things at <laughs> once uh- where there's illustration, illustrated people, yeah, uh, maybe just like side, just like, like a silhouette, um, silhouette, or, or it, you'll know these a lot if you read um, Jasmine Guillory, uh, The Kiss Quotient, which we did, uh, mm-hmm. Book Lovers by Emily Hare or somebody. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them. They're much more like like almost cartoon illustrations, yeah. of people. That's become a lot more popular. Well, some people hate them. <laughs> Some readers can't stand the cartoons, but other people, there's a whole article, and this is our fun fun fact for this episode. Yeah. It's on refinery29.com, and it's called How These Instagrammable Book Covers Are Tricking People Into Reading Romance. It's by Elena Nicolaou, and it was October 11th, 2018. And I'll post this link when we do this episode. But that's three years ago, and you should see what the covers are. I mean, they are still (laughs) looking like this. They're coming out like this all the time. And what this article, I can't, I mean, it's a really good article and you guys should read it, but it basically boils down to is more people are picking up these books than when traditional romance covers with the more sexy for like forwarding aesthetics were happening. So think of your Fabio covers, think mm-hmm, of your, mm-hmm. or like I mentioned, some of 80's other covers with just the six pack of abs. Yep. Well, not everybody wants to be seen reading those books. Now, I have a whole argument about how fuck that. We need to destigmatize reading yes. these books entirely. But if one of those steps is changing the covers, that's also worth it. Like, that's a worthy conversation to be having and to like yes. see if you can move you <laughs> the genre forward by encouraging more people who maybe see that hunky man cover and go, eh, that story's not for me. Yeah, But maybe the one of just like the two sideways cartoons not looking at each <laughs> other and you pick it up and it's full <laughs> of
1: smut. Yeah. And you're just like, I love this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh, be mad that you got tricked in it, but don't hate it because you like it, you know, because now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I do like romance novels and then all of a sudden you realize it. Don't,
0: when you realize I don't that. I think people are being mad about it. Well, my- (laughs) Well, I'm just like, if they feel like they're
1: being tricked into reading romance, then I feel like they would... I don't know. I, I could see some people be like, well, now I hate it even more because I feel like I've been tricked. And denying yeah. that they actually like
0: I mean, it could happen, yeah. But I think it is an interesting. So this article kind of just talks about how it's sometimes it's the gateway. Yeah. So like they start with the one book with the more quote-unquote discreet cover. Yeah. And they realize how it's different than something they've read before, but it's really exciting and it's an escape. And then they go forward. Like there's one person in this article who they quote, she started with Kiss Quotient because that's just got the cute Mm -hmm. little cartoons and like the the math symbols on it and since then has read three more romances with conventional covers she'd never read a romance before so that's you you know it's kind of like sometimes you need a gateway drug (laughs) You and that gateway drug can be a discreet cover that then gets you into the super hard smut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I also I like the last paragraph of this article because it says the gift of these rom-coms is more profound and long lasting than the sheer enjoyment of following the characters travails towards each other away from each other and back again. The gift is showing us non-romance readers that when it comes to seeking out stories that place women's romantic sexual fulfillment at the center, we shouldn't be ashamed. And that's what we speak to. Like for us... The end-all be-all of romance is women get to be the center. Mm -hmm. They have full romantic sexual lives that are encouraged, that move the story forward. They're the protagonists. They're the main characters. Mm -hmm. They get happily ever afters.
1: And that's so important. And we're not compared to... The status quo is not compared to that of a man. So, like, everything is based on what women go through, not, well, men do this, so women should do that. No, that's not how that goes, and we get to be that. I mean, that's how it should be, and it shouldn't be like that at all. But in these books in particular, we get that control, and we get to take it back. But it shouldn't just be in these romance books. It should be out there in the world, too. But it's okay. It's okay. It's it's great here. This is where we're thriving. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so many
0: more of these are turning into shows and movies. Yeah, these yeah. are these people are glomming on to this. Actually, did you hear elon musk's sister is trying to start a whole network that will just be romance movies Ooh. based on romance books I basically thought- hallmark like christmas Hall- hallmark yeah, but-
1: movies but just all year long all the time kalina i thought of this idea like four years ago <laughs> well
0: what, what the fuck why didn't we I get did. money from elon I, musk I at I that time? Know.
1: i i think i don't know if it's on an episode but i seriously <laughs> did i said i we should come up with a network that only like does Showed and it was, I think I, I, I not Showtime, I think I compared it to Hallmark, where it was just, like, full-on, like, where we could see boobs and, like, oh, no, it has to have the sex. Like, everything, it has to have the, the sex. The Hallmark thing. oftentimes is mm. just the clean romances. Yeah, because it's not, a, and it's not even, like, soft No, 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 And we don't want full on these ones. There's maybe a kiss. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't want full porn. No, no. <laughs>
0: we just want, we want enough. Yes. And, yeah, to see a little bit more, yeah, intimacy. I think that's fucking amazing. I don't know if it'll go anywhere. I heard about it on a news news thing I was listening to. So maybe – but, yeah, these are becoming more prevalent. People are loving them. (laughs) They're – book – yeah, like, we, you know, we've talked about it just last episode with uh, Bernadette where book talk is huge. It's just, and that's kind of what this this article started with. Is these covers were clean enough that people wanted to share them on Book Talk and be like, "This is what I'm reading." Whereas there is, and you know, as much as we want to say, "Go forth without shame and read in public the smuttiest book you can," not mm-hmm. everyone's comfortable doing that, and that's sure, that's okay too. Yeah, if you're uncomfortable, don't don't make yourself uncomfortable. Right, right. And also, I don't want to court comment from other people. Like, if I am reading in public, I don't give a fuck. And I don't yeah. want
1: you to come talk to me about it. <laughs> right. And I that also can- need you to mind your own. Somebody could end
0: up coming over and being like, well, I mean, if it's another book lover who just wants to be like, oh, I love that book, and then move yeah. on, that's fine. But if it's a, some dude who now wants to challenge me on my reading style or whatever, <laughs> fuck off. No one asks for you to come talk to us. <laughs> so I don't – I get that. I get how publicly reading that kind of stuff can – or with the covers out can be stressful cuz if somebody does want to like make a deal out of it now you've got to yeah, engage exactly. with assholes part of why it doesn't really matter to me is I read almost exclusively on a Kindle or That's audiobooks, true. <laughs> so So no one could see it anyway. <laughs> no one gets to see shit. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't really matter because I don't even see the covers that much. They're, you know, digital and I skip to the book right away,
1: so. But can we please train ourselves and train our children as we're reading books that if someone is reading something, especially if it's got a half-naked dude on a cover, to maybe not go in there and make fun of them or to question while they're reading such books we while we shouldn't shy away from reading these books you should also not shame the other person for reading a particular type of book so let's just
0: that you know. and and i think just generally we need to train men and, and boys from childhood don't go harass people who are reading books they're reading yeah. books. leave them <laughs> just below. stop
1: harassing people
0: yeah let <laughs> not stop. just don't harass people in any i mean in, in any context you know <laughs> Uh, maybe, honestly, if if I'm reading, I don't want to talk to you. So even if it's going to be a nice, pleasant conversation, I'm probably going to be annoyed because I'm reading and I don't want to stop and be like, yeah, books, fun, yeah, (laughs) Like something small in passing, like I mentioned, hey, good book. Oh, I haven't read that yet, but I was going to.
1: That's fine. I'll be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be uh, positive about it. That's cool. I love seeing those memes of people that are reading books on like the train, and it says the title is something like "How to stab someone who's talking to me while I'm reading a book."
0: <laughs> yes, yes, the greatest. The, yeah, I think there's a cartoon like that, or like some somebody on I want to say Instagram makes their own book covers, and they're always like that, or that's you know so how great. to how to murder creepy dudes who talk to you. <laughs> or yes, <pick>. yeah. <laughs> I love those. I'm just those like are yeah. awesome. I think, yeah, if we if we lived in a city that actually had, like, public transport and I could use it to get to and from work, I'd be one of those readers on a train and who knows, you know, but no, I have to drive everywhere because we live in a stupid city without transport. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh. Exactly. Hold but
0: so, point. yeah, so that kind of, that was a lot of information, a lot of rambly topics about covers and books and stuff, but, you know, hey. Yeah, that was... <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, look, if you guys want to get down to the nitty-gritty about this particular book, then you have to read it. It's a short read. It's fun. It's really good. But let's talk about the sex. Let's get to the sex. Let's get into the sex. So, Taryn shows up and is immediately, like, attracted to
0: August. Uh, August. And as soon as she meets Joaquin, like, one of her first thoughts is, like,
1: dirty sexy priest or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Which, 100 fucking percent, I am into Joaquin. We love hot priests. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't know. Why
0: not? Um... (laughs) And then, like, she gets kind of told what the mating process is, and it turns out the ceremony should take place in front of the whole town publicly
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the
0: temple, and it is a full-on mating. Uh, Yeah, full-on. Sex, biting, fucking. Biting, fucking in front of nodding. the whole town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's how
1: they prove to the other packs that she is taken and claimed. Yes. Yeah, she besides can't... the mark, it's yeah. the, the witnessing and the whole ritual, which, I mean, of course, the thought of it, doing that in, like, real life, it's mortifying, right? But, sorry, the noise in the back is my cat playing with the pen that I just <laughs> threw at him. Um, he's like, toy? <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you, Mom. I did that so he'd go away, and now he's playing with it. Um <laughs> But the way that Aidy described it in this book is so hot. It's so good. I mean, everybody is waiting for Taryn to kind of come out of her show to, to start remembering who she is. So like they, the guards, her guards know who she is and they're allowing her this time to sort of have it all come back to her. But she's totally into it. She's just like, yeah, OK, let's claim me so that those assholes mm-hmm. will, you know, bother me and stuff.
0: Yeah. So the first point they need to do is um, they need to make the mark which yes. is step 1 and that happens on this like the first day where August takes her to the temple to bite her neck and he says like when this happens you're going to orgasm like so hard <laughs> and she and she's like really into Joaquin too so she keeps trying to pull him along and he's just yeah. like no I'm a priest I I mean again like I said he has got his own whole plans thing yeah but he goes with him and and walk Joaqu- or August Turns to him, to his friend Joaquin and is like, I'm going to need you to be strong for me because as soon as I start this, I'm going to want to go all the way. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that to the ceremony. That's not like even though she doesn't know who she is, they know that she would want it to be done the right way because she is, it turns out like some kind of goddess of the wolves and the moon and stuff. (laughs) So she's going to like it would matter to her that it's being done publicly with the town under the moonlight kind of thing. And so he does. He doesn't want to take that away from her, even though she doesn't understand why that would be important. So he's yeah. asking Joaquin to be strong for him and help him not go too far. And Joaquin's like, "Fuck, I can't watch them do this, but no, I'm gonna have to." No, he's so in
1: love with her too. Just a priest with the walking boner. Yeah, so
0: it's just you know, he's always a like, like his, in his mind, he's always like, "I got to go home and take care yes. of myself." I, always. <laughs> but anyway, he ends up helping them because. August starts to, like, take, you know, her neck, but she's kind of becoming resistant. She's a little bit fighting him, and she's a little scared because it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt. It's being bit. And Joaquin has to basically hold her there and be like, you have to consent like this is a real big part of the book is like consent like yeah, yeah you have to want this and you have to tell him that it's okay he won't be able to do this otherwise mm-hmm. and you won't get a mark and you won't be safe and they'll they'll keep trying to kidnap you <laughs> so yep. you have to relax and your body has to accept him and so she she finally does he's, she's able to because Joaquin basically you know helps along the situation puts his hand between her legs a bit and gives her a little yeah encouragement yes say that. <laughs>
1: A little, yeah. That's I like that. I like that. That's that's great encouragement. I think that that is um very very nice. I mean, the man of the cloth, right? And he's Uh just like he's trying so hard, but he knows he knows who she is and who they are with her. And that's not the only time that he does it. They actually gets a little involved. Yeah. So that's then. But that's the first part of it. Then for the full
0: ceremony, he's you know he's doing his priesting at the altar. Yeah. And then she like. She I don't remember she asks she, she has August take her from behind while she kneels in front of him. Yes, yes. And she doesn't reach for him because she knows he will have he, he won't let right. that happen. But he ends up participating by pleasuring
1: himself right there in front yes, of her. So. Right in front of her. As she's getting pounded from fucking August and he's in front of her masturbating and know. And she's biting him and <gasps> oh. oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I fancy,
0: so all much. the uh, like the other wolf couples are around oh, having yeah, their own all,
1: sexual escapades, all <laughs> fucking all around. So like they're <laughs> in the middle on the yeah in the middle of the the platform, the three of them. Yeah, because she feels this kind of she knows that. That Joaquina is more to the sheets. It's part already, of her, Yeah, she she's already like yeah.
0: She can. She's seen visions of them from previous yes. lives where he is part of her guard, her pack. I mean, she doesn't know what that all is yet. Sure, but she's seen them together, him and mm-hmm. her, and she knows that that's important, and they have a connection and a bond, and she wants it back. And she doesn't know why he's being a little bit reluctant. She doesn't want to push him too hard, but
1: she's encouraging him to join. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pushing the narrative of I'm now, the, you know, <laughs> I have my priestly <laughs> <into God>. duties. <laughs> yeah. And I have to do this. And she like apologizes all the time when she's got not nasty thoughts about <laughs> the priest or about anything. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, God. Which is really funny. But I don't know. I'm really, really attracted to Joaquin. I think that there's something about that forbidden love, right? The thing that I love so much. And and he has that in him. And he's like, ugh, I just... it's the forbidden love and it's the masturbation oh, like we do love a good masturbation. we scene. love a good masturbation scene and it's i think it has the element of having open sex in front of like everybody even though everybody else is like fucking too it's that exhibitionism yes. we've talked about this on some of the mm-hmm. podcasts
0: too where do i want that in my life no do i want to read about it because it's super hot and turns me
1: on yes yeah. <laughs> Would I would I like sit and witness it? I think I actually would. I think I would watch it. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like if we were, I mean, like honestly, it depends. Strangers probably. Friends, no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like we're like. Yeah, no. <laughs> We've decided what we're gonna do Friday night. <laughs> we're gonna have group public <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> Move the trampoline over. <laughs>
0: No, let's keep the trampoline.
1: No, <laughs> no let's fucking keep the trampoline.
0: <laughs> oh, God, no. I get just broken boners all over the no. place.
1: Broken <laughs> Can you imagine a guy jumping on trampoline with a boner? Yes. Well, it's that oh, stick figure. It's, our stick figure, it's f- our stick figure man. Gift. It's the our boner. stick figure gift. It is. He's our guy. He's our, He's our yep. favorite favorite whatever Uh, gif yeah moving gif
0: jumpy (laughs) stick figure with a penis (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we love it but anyway yes so super sexy that scene is
1: super hot (sighs) We yeah, because they it. all come. I mean, I think he comes on her chest, Joaquin. Yes, right, oh, he right? does. Yes. Because yeah.
0: then she mixes it in and bites um, August. Yes. So she yes. Kind of mixes it in with when she bites August. So it's kind of like blood and, and semen in her mouth. And yeah. Then they,
1: and then they both just like die over it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, oh my God. <laughs>
1: she's so hot <laughs> yes they've missed her they've waited so long i mean no august waited hundreds of years yeah 200 yeah. years but some of them have waited, waited I think, longer
0: yeah because joaquin was already there so he's been there like yeah. 300 some years in this prison Something august like that, showed yeah. up like 200 years yeah, and yeah. then vasili and gregory who we haven't really met too much yet in the book one mm-hmm. uh have been there like 100 years
1: yeah so and she's coming too. and at the end her memories start regaining a little bit more and they have a fight scene like a fight scene at the very end between I think all five of them are there. Because I think at this point, is Peter gone? He runs off.
0: Yeah. Peter. He runs so off. Peter's her ex husband, who we think is maybe just even pure human, but he's trapped here too and he's involved somehow in something nefarious and
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really there. mean to her. He calls he's, her fat a lot. And then he does. like
0: talks about carving off parts of her body so she won't weigh as much. Oh, she, he's he, terrible. He sucks. Like we want Peter to be dead by the end of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> You better not hang around too long. I don't want to hear from him anymore. (laughs) His negative the, attitude sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But then the five of them are in the end, and something snapped. And this is what I don't understand: is mm-hmm. the the Dark Prince story. So Grigory's. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Grigory, Grigory. Yeah. Grigory. Grigory's story, and why? Because he's he's one of her guards, or he was one of her guards. Well, in we don't know the many the, past lives, right? We
0: don't know the whole story. But when she was so in all her past lives, she's like super famous, like, like Catherine, Catherine the, Grey, the Great, Anastasia, and, yeah. which is one of the young daughters of Tsar uh, Nicholas during mm-hmm. the um, 17 uh, 1917 rise of the communist part like Lenin and, and the coup that th- overthrew the Tsars mm-hmm. and they all the whole family was murdered and so you know the Disney movie Anastasia like she didn't get yes. killed right yeah. but obviously she did everyone knows <laughs> she got killed anyway yeah. well all I could pick out from the book because they don't mention it too much but Peter breaks the news to her that Grigori and Vasily were her guards in that life mm-hmm. and they are the ones that killed her they stabbed her her and shot her and we don't know why and I'm no. sure something's going to come up and we don't I, it's very so uh, initially we're like "Well, that sucks so when they get to the island after they, they kill her and stab her and then they are imprisoned in this island Vasily takes on refuses his takes it. on his wolf form and refuses uh-huh. he, he hasn't been a human, human. in a hundred years and he mm-hmm. won't even talk to them in their minds he doesn't do yeah. the group speak the mind speak that the wolves have he does it like a, two times in the book because he's trying to save her where he'll yell out hey Hey, she's over yeah. here. Come save her, you know, or something like that. But he doesn't think he's worthy of her. He because mm-hmm. he participated in her death for some reason. We don't know why.
1: Yeah, and we'll then find
0: out. On the other side, Grigori shows up on the island and is just like, "Fuck this whole thing." Apparently, for like millennia, they've been serving her, and there's there's some goal they need to achieve, like where she's supposed to keep her powers and live. But instead, she keeps dying. Like her lives keep getting cut short by different yeah. reasons or whatever. I don't know. because we, we don't even know what the whole vocal thing is yet.
1: (laughs) This story just started, guys. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but anyway, I think we're going to find out that Grigori thought he was doing something right, but it made this bad choice, mm-hmm. killed her. And so then once he gets to the island, he goes completely bonkers in the other Just direction. Whoa. Yeah. So he doesn't want to hang out with the Wolf Guard at all. He cuts their bonds, uh, like their mental bonds. Mm-hmm. And his he stalks the island. But it does seem like the only people he kills are the bad prisoners on the island. Like the townspeople are terrified of him. But what August and Wakima always point out is yeah he'll burn down something he burnt the church down and that upset everybody but it was a bad church i think it has to do with where the portal to the yeah there's portals and um Mm -hmm. whatever it's so complicated uh
1: There's a lot in this tiny book. It's
0: so much, yeah. But then the other things he does, it does seem to be like he only kills the prisoners that are maybe trying to live in the in the town but aren't good people. And so yeah. he's he's it really is he's still being protective. But no one, it doesn't look that way because it looks like he just goes on murdering rampages. It yeah. <laughs> But August and Joaquin know he's really he's being protective, but they can't convince other people that because all the townspeople see is him murdering right. and and burning down churches. Yep, <laughs> so mm-hmm. he comes off badly. And then Definitely. at the end there, it does look like he's trying to kill Taryn, and he's saying, "I, you know, we can't. I'm free of her and her control, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't need her anymore." And she just stands up and is like, "No, you're mine." <laughs> and yep. He's like, "Okay, I guess I'm yours now." Oh, we don't know. That's <laughs> well, no, that's the, the end book of the ends.
1: Books. Like no. literally, that's the end of the book.
0: And so, yeah. Well, do we want to do our kiss and tell?
1: Yeah, let's do our kiss and tell. So there's, uh, Taryn is real. She's sarcastic and really funny in this book. Her character is um, a little bit, I think, different than what they have remembered her as, as. But as she's starting to realize some of her past lives, she gets a little bit more serious at times. Well, she's But just, other times. Yeah, taking, she's becoming more like, she's owning her power more.
0: Yeah, as She learns about it and remembers it. You got to remember mm-hmm. your power before you can own it. So
1: yes, definitely. But she's got all these fun little bits in there and, and descriptors of, of how she's feeling when she's around these And one of the things that she says, and I don't remember what part of the book this is, but... So it's
0: after the bite, but before the claiming ceremony.
1: Okay. Before the full-blown ritual. She's had some touches. And she's already been, like, obviously... physically attracted to all of these men that are at least her four guards, right? Well, the
0: two. she Well, that's right, because she she's Vassili pretty sure Vasily is, is a man, but she yeah. has only ever seen him as a wolf, so she's not having too many thoughts about that right now. And she doesn't know Grigori or the right. Dark Prince yet.
1: So. Okay, so then the two, August and hmm But she does describe how she feels a lot internally and physically when she's having all of these emotions and, you know, when they're she's having sexy thoughts. So at some point in the book, she says that oh shit where is it?
0: If I where? thought I was turned on a minute ago, I was wrong. My heart is beating between my legs. <laughs> yes. And if he thinks I'm not touching myself tonight, he's wrong. Yes. Yes.
1: So, the kiss and tell for this episode is what triggers the heartbeat between our legs our pussy pulses. We call it the pussy pulse? Yes. You know, we like to describe our books as, like, squishy because those pulses intensify the, you know, the squishiness. And so, what is it that, you know, what like stories we have to share around those yeah. experiences? So,
0: some of it, like a lot of times it'll come while I'm reading the books, but they yes. have to be very kind of like long, detailed scenes. Okay. You know, not just the quick ones, those ones won't really, you know, do much. But there was one day, so I've, you know, been on a lot of dating apps. Well, I'm on mm-hmm. one, I don't say a lot. I'm on a dating app and has been for a while and it was a couple months ago well I don't know time wise it's weird it's been a while (laughs) but I was at one point I was talking to a guy and we'd we'd met each other a couple times and we're talking a lot through text and we weren't hadn't really gone anywhere but there was this one day where I don't know he was like super horny or something and so he had started kind of being flirty over text Uh and I was just like all right I'll go with this I'll play with this game and we have a whole day of really like just dirty talky texts and that whole day was like I was at work he wasn't (laughs) and I was just like this is destroying me I don't know that I got any work done for like four hours because there was like four hours there where we were just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I would like it. Yeah, that was definitely one of those mm-hmm. days where it's just like heartbeat in your yes. pants and you're just like, pum, 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 And you're just yes. like, oh, my God, it is throbbing and happy about this. And it wants <laughs> it just wants to go further. And there's I'm at work. I can't do anything.
1: What can you do?
0: Exactly. And so, yeah, I got home and was like, OK, shower. Here we go. And- yes.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah I don't really have anything specific story like that but for me it's almost kind of like at a drop of a dime I'm there like a, a, like you ring a bell and it's like <laughs> Pavlov's like thing right so these books absolutely because I have a very vivid imagination so the the scene in, in, in the clearing when they were having the ritual and all of that fun stuff was happening he was taking her from behind and Joaquin was in front of her jacking off it was just beautiful obviously that got a little twinge anytime i watch porn anytime i watch a little bit of like a little bit of the stuff that you would see on tv just regular tv shows you know like like really intense kissing scenes anything that i feel has a really good emotional attachment to me that can make my heart beat it also makes my pussy heart beat <laughs> Nice, you know, I'm easily triggered. I'm, I just, I love, but positively the, triggered. Not yes, just, po- not the yes. negative triggers. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, in this context, <laughs> you know. So yeah, for me, it's almost just anything that makes me feel good. Anything that I read, anything that I write myself, or mm-hmm. or, or just watch. Like I can watch. This is I don't know. I can, I can watch Geralt of Rivia fucking mm-hmm. so destroying people and chopping them down. Down and i've got a boner like <laughs> it's not even sexy except that it is because it's henry cowell so, but it's dirty henry Cavill. it's dirty henry yes we yes. don't want him all cleaned up no. i want him fucking grind yes. down i love it <laughs> so much and it's like you know or just like listening to him talk aiden snow's voice. Oh. Aiden Snows hits me <laughs> yes. right between the legs. Just, I mean, he could just be like, saying yes, or you know, like, hello, and that's it. I'm done. I'm done for. So sexy. <laughs> you know, so I just, I enjoy it, and I, I thrive in those moments, and those are my fun times. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah it's a whole phenomenon, ladies, it or is. guys <laughs> who don't know. Ladies know. Yeah. I mean, guys know it in a different, I guess, organizational structure. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, they do. I just don't know that how many know that that happens to oh oh, that's what you're saying to vaginas yeah yes
1: you're right you're right yeah yeah they
0: have their own whole thing going on but Uh i mean the one benefit to having the vagina is that's not embarrassing because no one else knows it's (laughs) happening (laughs) yeah like i could sit there at work all day and look completely normal stand up no one's gonna see anything but i'm sitting there going complete like (laughs) heartbeat city down there just going oh my god (laughs) Uh uh-huh Absolutely,
1: Good. but yeah, guys have a little <laughs> bit more. Like, oops, don't stand up for a while. <laughs> Hold on, let me ice this down. <laughs> so
0: ours is discreet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, we are lucky in that regard. The one thing we get right. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a whole. It comes with a bunch of downsides. But... <laughs> Ah, all right. Well, that I mean, that's it, guys. There's the the book is left open-ended. There's a big cliffhanger at the end, and so um, you just gotta.
0: I wouldn't call it a cliffhanger. I mean, nobody's left in peril. No, right? They aren't. So we got through her mating, her claiming. So this was called unclaimed, and by the end, she is claimed. Right. So that's it. Did have its arc, but then at the very end, she just stands up, and it sounds like she's got full command of her powers again, or at least of her knowledge. Yeah. And she stands there and she's like, here's actually this line. It's the very end of the book. And it's like, I must have had a life before my light was stolen away. But the one thing I do remember now is that I am powerful.
1: Mm -hmm. Fucking love it. That's (laughs) That's great writing.
0: Own your power, bitch.
1: (laughs) So she has
0: by the end. And so the next couple books probably are going to be her learning to wield Relearning it. it Yeah. yeah. And figuring that out. And then also gathering the wolves back. Like she has to heal both Vasily and Gregory's Mm. hurt and like where they're at based on their past actions and kind of bring them back into the fold. And then once they do that, then we get Joaquin back and then life moves forward. So yeah. Yeah. I immediately after we reread it, bought all three of the next books. <laughs> cuz I hadn't been following them as they came out which mm-hmm. is my bad it's hard guys we read a lot and a lot of our, our a lot of our authors are fucking prolific with books they like they have four so five much. six eight ten books a year and i'm like i can't keep up. oh if we have like 40 books or 40 <laughs> authors that write like that that's insane
1: and we want to keep coming back because they're great stories but we also want writing. to find new authors that yes, write their do. books and
0: read new shit and then read <laughs> old shit and it's like There's this more. could be a full-time fucking job and we Absolutely. still wouldn't be able to read enough <laughs> yes that's
1: exactly <laughs> right
0: <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, yeah. So maybe in a bit, maybe in a you know six months or something. We'll we'll just go to the end of the series or something. Yeah, and we'll come back and do that for the podcast and kind of
1: wrap it up. I would like to do that because I I need to know. Yeah, I, I'm going to read them probably starting today. We're going to have to dedicate a whole year to the ones where we're like, okay, these are the series that we've finished and we're wrapping it all up because like Vigilante is one of those right. He's got what the two or three more books after that first one we read and i so, was wait i had caught up but then
0: the last one was going to be a cliffhanger so i was waiting for the final one to come out and i never i don't know if i ever
1: f- paid we, attention to whether it did to, or to not. Come, well we got into all of our other stuff that we needed to do so yeah there's a lot there's a lot of them out there that that we need to go back and finish but yeah anyway Let's, uh, we already did our fun fuck fact a little bit earlier. Yeah, we kind of did them out of order this time. Yeah.
0: Because we felt like it. And we can. It's our podcast. You're
1: not our boss. Stop telling us what to do. Fuck you. No. Sorry. (laughs) I love you guys.
0: You're all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is telling us what to do. Let's rate. Yes. We need to rate. And this book we can do sex and Mm -hmm. uh, story because we got uh, all the sex
1: and all the story. Yes. Yes. Okay. You ready? Yes. Let's yeah, we'll just say one right after the other. Sex Book one, mm-hmm. two, three, eight, eight. Yeah, oh. eight. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm
0: sorry. I was, I hadn't actually thought of what I was gonna write. But i think sorry. it's a Solid you eight across totally, the book. You were nodding your head, so I counted. I know. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? I'm gonna give this yes an eight, a seven and a half on tech because I think we've got more to go. Oh,
1: totally. You're, you're <laughs> I need totally space right. Yeah. to
0: give the yeah. book a ten. <laughs> exactly
1: yes because you know it's fucking coming when they when they're all gonna get in there or yeah when it's august and joaquim to like physically touching her not just like he's masturbating yeah
0: oh no no eventually yeah. we're gonna have multiple oh, gonna partners
1: so good. together
0: simultaneously doing mm-hmm. different things because they i mean even in his head like august is like this is better when there's two of us doing this mm-hmm. yes and or more <laughs> yep so it'll it'll come but we so that's why yeah
1: so i'm gonna go seven and a half on both because i think we're going up from oh. there You're right. That's a really good thought. I gave a bonus point for that masturbation scene. Oh, you're right. I fucking appreciate it so much. (laughs) You're going to get a bonus point for me if you have something like that. And this one was hot because it was, you know, they usually do it discreetly. You know, they're like in the shower. Privately. Or or like
0: standing standing on on your cabin cabin
1: porch. porch. (laughs) The we know what sex scenes we've read guys <laughs> we do you know, or in the bedroom those like, ones you know, stick in our brain Stick in your brain yeah um <laughs> uh, but not like in a ritual setting with the person that you want to fuck right yeah, in front of you right in front of you so yeah ballsy and great i love it awesome i do love a good masturbation thing yeah so for our next book guys we are going to read happy hour at Casa Dracula by Marta Acosta, narrated by Patricia Fructuoso. Sure, I apologize if I said that. Fructuoso. This book sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm hoping it is a happy hour at Casa Dracula.
0: <laughs> I imagine so. This book we're going to kick off uh, Latin, Latinx, Latinx. History mm-hmm. Month, which is uh, September 15th through October 15th. Mm-hmm. And so we've got um, Latina or, you know, yes. We've yes. got we're, author, we're, uh, Latina authors
1: for the for those books. So we're really yes. excited. So we'll start off with this one. So join us for that.
0: And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on our social media platforms at sturdy Books. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Or email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com.
1: And in all those places, it is sh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. If you guys can rate, review, subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. And we'd love to hear from you all. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Selah. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Yeah, you've been listening to Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Saylet. Be sure to tune into the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.